When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com, here is Jennifer Duplessis. Well, thank you again for joining me, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis where our focus is you, the loan originator, where you can get advice from realtors and other loan officers, referral partners, and not just my take on everything, but other people. We want to explore and talk to other people to see what they're doing in their business to make their business very successful. So today, I would like to welcome Jennifer Hammond, who is the host of Sirius XM Radio's most highly rated real estate talk show, the Jennifer Hammond Show, and the reality of real estate. And I've been fortunate enough to be a guest on Jennifer's show as well. So, Jennifer, welcome. It's good to have you. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much. Thank you. All the tables are turned on us now, huh? Yeah, this is fun. I like this part. That's great. Well, not only is Jennifer the host of Sirius XM, and by the way, it's channel 126. It's the Urban View, and you can hear it every Saturday morning um, at 8 o'clock in the morning, um, East Coast time. So if you want to listen in, you can certainly do that. But she's not only um, a radio host, but she's also a very successful real estate agent with TTR Sotheby's International um, here in the Metro D.C. area, and she's a real estate investor. So she has a lot of information um, that she can provide to us today. But our, our real hope today is that Jennifer can shed some light on what it is that top producing real estate agents are looking for in a loan officer. So Jen, let's get started. I always call you Jen and I know you don't like it so that everybody knows I'm Jen and she's Jennifer. Um, but let's get started. Um, maybe you can tell us about how you got into the business. Well, it's funny. I did it in an interesting way because I came in because I was a real estate investor. I have a master's in public administration, and I was working on the Hill, and I was working for a congressman, but I looked around the United States Capitol, and there were so many deals with real estate, and I just couldn't help it. I started with one beautiful Victorian row house that I wanted to flip. And then ironically, like many others, I looked at the commission and said, hey, so what do they get paid for? Why not just get my real estate license myself? And so sure enough, I didn't realize that as soon as I got into it and I became a real estate agent, that I would become addicted to helping people. Mm. Because the very first time I ever handed someone their keys to their house, and especially there was a first-time homebuyer. His name was Thad. And I handed him the keys to his house on his front door. He, it was a bright, sunny day, and he had tears in his eyes Aww. because he worked for a tiny little nonprofit in Washington, D.C., never dreamed he would ever be able to afford a home. 
And when I was able to, again, put the right loan officer together with him and manage that entire process, I was addicted because I realized, oh my gosh, now I can really help people have a home, not just a house, which flipping houses was really about creating houses and a good house that I would sell. And it was about ROI, what's my return on my investment, but it wasn't really about helping people. And to me, that is what being a real estate agent is, is being able to help people. So, so much for my master's degree. Now all I do is, <laughs> is real estate, whether it's investing or the radio show or with helping people find their homes. That's what I do. Well, that's awesome. And you know, um, you know, that that's a, a priority for me as well. I mean, that's what being in this business has been for me is really helping and serving my clients and, and creating a real deep, strong relationship with them that lasts forever. And, you know, one of my favorite clients to talk about is um, David. And I won't give his last name, but you remember yes. David. Yes. But he, he yes. and his I love them so much. And we had so much fun working with them. And, you know, it really shows when you do take the time to care for each client because they have referred both of us more business that we're now working together on, 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 you know, the next few transactions. So I'm really excited about that. And again, that's like a, that's when someone's going through a big transition and they were oh, having a baby, baby and it was a big transition. And, and again, if somebody understands the process, mm-hmm. then they feel more empowered and they can make decisions, which is one of the things that I love about you, Jen, okay. is that you really help people understand the process. And if they understand it, then they can take responsibility. And if they can take responsibility, then they can take informed decisions. Right. And take action because they took a lot of action too. You know, they they really worked with a lot of our um, our advisors. You know, I referred them to a tax planner. We referred them. I'm sure you referred them to people too, but I had them working with a lot of my collaborative so, Jennifer, as, you know, a top producing realtor, what do you look for in a loan officer? And, and you know, for our, our listeners, what should they be doing to get your your attention? Someone like you, what do we do, need to do to get your attention? So, number one thing you need to do is actually, um, well, one, introduce yourself. So, make yourself known. And that can be done a lot of different ways. Email is not necessarily the best way. Ideally, it, it's somebody who comes around and actually is helpful in some way and is bringing some kind of value. Like I love when loan officers stop by on my open houses on Sunday and then introduce themselves and then they'll bring me maybe a flyer um, for my property that'll say, well, if you purchase this property, here are the different loan options for it. So they might bring me a flyer. Um, That's always very useful. Things that are useful that I can use as a tool to help my clients because I'm always looking for more tools for my clients. Again, what I said earlier is if a client understands, and that's the big thing, is if they can understand the different options they have, then they feel more comfortable making a decision and actually taking the action. But if they don't understand, they don't feel comfortable. So when a loan officer comes and brings me value that I can, again, translate to my client. And it's, it's funny because, ironically, it's the one thing. It's not about me. It's truly about my client. Mm. If you're helping my client then I want you to be my loan officer, just like you, Jen. One of the reasons I love you is because you help my clients. If you're helping them understand the process better and if you're helping them 
answering the questions. Of course, you want good customer service. Those are things I'm looking for of in course. a loan officer. Is good customer service, very fast. You know, I hate to say, but as much as we all work on the weekends, someone who's very fast in our market is a very fast market. So I'm always looking for somebody who's very fast to respond, even if it means on the weekends that my client can call you and ask you a question. Because I may answer a question to my client, but ironically, they know I'm not the financial mortgage expert. So they want the mortgage person to be able to be accessible, even if it's Sunday afternoon and all of a sudden they found a house and they want to write an offer and the offers are due Sunday night. Not Monday, when most loan officers will go back to work. So one, accessibility, customer service, of course, but also any kind of educational t- tools that you have. And whether that's an app, a website, mm-hmm. um, any kind of tool that you have that's going to help my client. That's one of the, those are the, some of the critical things that really determine, and I keep a small group usually of loan officers that I refer out to people. And that's the big thing is I'm looking for those things of how am I going to add value to my client? Okay. okay. Yeah. That makes, and that makes a lot of sense. And that's really a unique, um, take on that or approach or, or vision for, for that particular, um, point, because, you know, I know that I focus a lot on my referral partners and taking care of my referral partner. And I've even gone to the point of saying that, you know, when something goes wrong in a file and things do go wrong, when there's a little hiccup or whatever, and especially in this industry, in this time, um, in this market is that um, I'm always more concerned about my referral partner than I am about my client. So it's kind of a neat, a unique take that you're saying that, you know, because, you know, when anything does happen, I'm going to call you first and say, here's what's going on. I want you to know what's going on before I call the client because I don't want the client to come through the back door and, and then say, Hey, uh, Jennifer, you know, the, the lender just called me and, you know, I don't want that to happen to you. So I think, you know, your point is valid in really having good um, educational means and and good um, taking care of the client. But I think the other part of it is that we do need to take care of you because that's the worst thing that could happen is that that would happen to you as well. Um, that you're, you're going to hear about it from the client rather than us. And then I was going to say, and that's one of the most important things. Again, what I would say also is the communication is probably the key thing there. Again, if you're starting to struggle on something, whether it's a condo document uh, review or with a questionnaire or whether it's some part, you still haven't gotten all the documents from the, the client or and you need me to job. remind the client to get their documents in, any of that kind of stuff, if you're, getting, you're starting to get stuck – tell me early. Like I do not want to find out later in the process that if my client had just gotten their, their documents in earlier, or if we just done, you know, or you're having trouble because the appraiser isn't able to be able to get into the property because the listing agent is making it difficult. If there's any kind of issues that are coming up, just shoot me an email and let me know, Hey, I'm working on this issue. It's going to be resolved, blah, blah, blah. You know, I want to know that you're in control of it, but I also want you to communicate with me and tell me that this is going on. I do not want to hear this from my client never never oh my gosh and I think that happens with loan officers I think what happens is they get afraid to talk to the real estate agent and then it just really acerbates and perpetuates into this big massive thing that that really didn't have to happen and that that's been something that and as you know I have a very comprehensive communication tool that I use during the process and that's why is to get all that information out there as quickly as possible rather than have you know something very simple turn into something really difficult and it was funny because you you and I were um, on the radio yesterday, and the client who called in and said, 
you know, I don't understand that my loan was pre-approved and now it's not approved because he went from a salary job to being a 1099 and, and he was blaming everybody else but himself. And that's a real good example. Sometimes that does happen. Sometimes yeah. our clients quit their jobs and, and don't know, tell us. And don't tell us. And then yeah. they, and they somehow don't think that that's like any kind of, it's going to have any kind of impact. Just like buying a new car and a bunch of furniture in the middle of the loan process. You're like, wait, don't do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. seriously, don't do that. I mean, I really need you to stay in communication with me. And that's also part of it is, is allowing you that communication. If you have a checklist that, that a, a person who doesn't do mortgages, just like real estate, if they don't do it very often, if you can actually have a checklist that they can kind of go through so they can follow along, okay, I need to do this, now I need to get you the documents, now I need to make sure this is done, and then if there's a big silence, what's happening? Right. So they know right. kind of how it's going along, and, and again, that all boils down to communication. And the same thing with a real estate agent. If I haven't heard anything from you, I still want to hear everything's going along fine. Yeah. I don't want to hear... Okay, nothing. I was trying to get it all done and I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to worry. No, I would like to be involved and help in some way if I can. You know, don't leave me outside the communication. Please yeah. include Well, me. and I think a lot of times what happens, at least I hear this in my office a lot, is that the, one of the reasons that I'm hearing some loan officers don't communicate is because they think everything is their fault. The, yeah. the client changed their job. It's not my fault. Even though I told them, it's not my fault. But, you know, I think in, in the real estate industry, sometimes realtors do point fingers at loan officers. So help us figure out how to get over that, that thought that everything that happens is our fault as a lender. And that's why we don't communicate with you. And I think that one of the, the secrets to that is, and one of the things that I've learned, because now it's been over 20 years that I've been doing this, I realized that, you know, even like when I first started, I hate to admit that was the way I thought that it was the loan officer. But part of that has to do with education. If you educate, and that's one of the things when I when we pick our lenders, like myself as well as many of my fellow real estate agents, we're looking for someone who's constantly in a regular basis, just like what you do with your seminars of divorcing your mortgage and all the different things that you do to help educate people. It's very important that you're educating the real estate agents. You know, even the math class that you do. It's so mm -hmm. important important that we understand because unfortunately the our clients are coming to us to say should I be getting an FHA or a conventional should I be doing this or yeah. should I be doing this and you're like I, I don't know all the <laughs> qualifications to answer that but right. like just in general could you just give me a little sneaky something and you're like wow you know, so if the yeah. loan officers actually educate the realtors, not only about how difficult, I mean, this is one of the things that I think is so important. With the radio show, I'm very, very blessed on SiriusXM because I have the entire United States that I feel responsibility to help them know the latest and greatest in all these different areas of real estate. So I know about the Dodd-Frank bill. I know how difficult the loan process has become. But many realtors don't. Just like there are so many times where I'll have a person who hasn't bought a house in like 10 years come into the process and they feel so angry and invalidated and they're angry at that loan officer because this and that and this and that. And, you know, that's just the way the process is it now. Is right now, yeah. It's expectations. Is it's really expectations. It so is. that's part of it also is yeah. how I pick my loan officer is how well does that loan officer set expectations for the client mm -hmm. as well as for me. 
Uh So I want it for both of us. You know, I want to make sure that my client isn't calling me to answer questions that the loan officer should be answering. But I also am very interested in making sure the loan officer helps set my expectations of, okay, so I'm going to hear from you once a week just to hear the loan is going forward. We're still waiting on blah, blah, blah. And, but it's going forward or we're having a little bit of trouble getting the condo questionnaire and we need a little bit of help there, or we don't need any help, but just so you know, this is what's happening. Again, it's all about communication. Absolutely. Communication. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I remember one of the transactions we did together, um, there was a big lull and sometimes that happens where the loan's approved and then there's this big lull to closing and I was on the phone with you just saying, hey, I'm just checking in and letting you know that nothing's happening. Nothing's happening, but everything's fine. We're just waiting for closing. And, you know, and I think that is really important. And, of but course, I did that with the client, too, you know. But that's this wonderful phone call. Yeah. Nothing's happening, but everything's fine. Nothing's yeah. happening, but everything's fine. That's a wonderful, wonderful feeling because, again, it's communication. It's the silence. And, you know, we, we want to yeah. think that science is go- silence is golden. Or but no it's news not. is good news. And I don't yeah, no news that. is good news. It's a lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just means no news and we're all going to start getting antsy. <laughs> exactly. About don't what? do that. Communication, you think about it this way. Communication is the, the, the universal solvent. You think about it, you could stop a war over peace talks. Absolutely. So that's how powerful communication is. Yeah. Perfect. Well said. Well said, Jen. Thank you, thank you. Well said. So uh, let me ask you just another quick question and then we'll, you know, we'll start wrapping up and everything. But, you know, when you look back on your business, because this this might relate to someone um, in my business too, because a lot of our listeners are um, brand new. Some are, you know, been going very well and they don't want to hire an assistant and, you know, they're hitting that glass ceiling and trying to figure out how do I get to the next level. And some of our listeners are also um, top producers. And so if you were, you know, in any one of those categories, and you can break it out if you want, but, but tell me some of the things that triggered in your business to take you along those paths from new a new person to creating and growing a team to now being a top producer what are some of the triggers that did that you incurred because whether it's sales of real estate or sales of mortgages it's the same thing the number one thing is is really understanding what you're good at and really deciding that you're going to spend your life doing the things that you're good at meaning that you know if you're not good at social media don't spend your time on it. Make sure that you have somebody who is good at it and hire that person. And the same thing with if you're the person good at being the rainmaker, if you're the person who, who does a great job calling up the real estate agent and talking to them and communicating with them, make sure you have built a team who is, is the processor and the person who's doing collecting the paperwork and who does follow up and follow up. You want to actually break out those, those items as soon as possible. Once I started actually getting, and I even started with a virtual assistant, and it was very important to actually have a marketing assistant and to have different people who will handle the things that you either don't enjoy or that you are not good at and all the millionaires that I have met over my life and I've been very blessed to meet some very wealthy people and they'll tell you again like you just said whether it's a real estate agent whether it's a mortgage person doesn't matter what industry you're in if you're in an industry you should be making sure that what you like to do is what you're doing every day and the things that you don't like to do whether it's marketing whether it's the paperwork whatever it is that you don't like to do 
find someone else where that's something they like to do. There are truly people who like to do paperwork. I know. Or, isn't that funny? Yeah. It just freaks me <laughs> out. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't know why, but they like yeah. it. So Yeah. Well, you know what? You couldn't have said that any better because what resonates with me constantly in my podcast and when I'm coaching people and when I'm talking to my team is my finder, minder, and grinder. I'm the finder and I have minders and then I have <laughs> grinders and yep. I've made, I, I'm good at minding and I'm good at grinding, but I don't want to do it anymore. So I think it, you know, and it definitely took me to the next level. It was my triggers is getting out of my own way and saying that I really can't serve my clients when I'm trying to be all of these things and do a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. And um, so thank you for saying exactly. It's like we can't, we planned that and I'm so glad we did <laughs> I'm so glad we did it. So listen, as we leave today, what would you like to leave us with? And then I'm going to ask you a question about the book you're reading next. Well, I would say the thing I would say is I appreciate loan officers, especially like you, who are really in service and are in this for the right reason and really here to help people because the more we help each other, whether it's a real estate agent helping a mortgage person or a mortgage lender helping a real estate agent or us helping our buyers, it's so important that we help each other because that's how we become a strong community and we all become wealthier, both spiritually, financially, and just emotionally is the more that we're helping each other. Excellent. Excellent. So what are you reading right now, Jen? You know, it's funny that you ask that. Oh, I love it. It's so funny that you call me that. Anyway, they, um, I am reading Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. And I'm so excited because one of the things I love about his books is the number one um, chapter in that is, called, is the first one, which says, take 100% responsibility for your life. Mm. If you'll take 100% responsibility for your life, your life will change in such magical ways. It's amazing. And I'm actually very blessed. Next week, I'm going to California, to Santa Barbara, to Jack Canfield's home. Oh, how fun. To spend two days with him. So I would tell you that if, you, if you're looking for a good book, it is truly a phenomenal book. It's on its 10-year anniversary, and it has changed so many people's lives. Just a single book. So That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, and so I will definitely make sure that we post um, the, the uh, link to that book on our episode notes so that everyone has a chance to see it. And, and then also, Jen, Jennifer, um, what should we be posting? What, are you gonna, what would you like for me to post up there for them to um, connect with you? Do you um, how, what's the best way for us to connect with you? And then I'll, and then I'll put the link up there. So I would say Facebook, um, facebook.com, and then it's um, slash Jennifer H. Realty. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for Instagram as Jennifer H. Realty. Great. And both of those are fabulous as far as just really having a lot. And the website is jenniferhrealty.com. So, okay, great. So I'll have those links up there as well so people can reach out to you. And I, again, just want to say thank you so much for um, taking time to share with us and give us insight on what we need to be doing to be better professionals, better communicators and educators with our real estate agents for the so that those of um, the listeners that want Want to go after I hate using that word, but I'll go mother. Those that want to have relationships with more and more realtors have some really good, strong tools that we took from someone who's a top producer like you and then is willing to share with us. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on the show today. And I just want to remind everyone, please go over to iTunes and write a review for us. Listening to our podcast is great, but if you write um 
uh, reviews about us and ask questions and all that kind of thing, I, I then later can get back to you and um, make sure that we continue to have the type of um, interviews and content that you're looking for. So thank you very much, and we'll look forward to talking to you the next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.